Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Happy Vagina. Coming up, we have the inspirational Meg Matthews and Aeneas Gallagher, a trailblazing mother-daughter duo who reveal how they take all things vagina in their stride, from orgasm disclosure at home to overcoming period poverty and how they both dealt with Meg's menopause. But firstly, I wanted to tell you about Kindred. Kindred is a new app which, in a nutshell, allows you to share the things that you love while donating to the charity of your choice. Yeah, it really is as simple as that. You post your favourite new coat, lipstick or any other product you choose from the Kindred app, make a genuine recommendation to your followers and a percentage of any sale goes to your favourite charity. As if that wasn't good enough, a percentage of the sale goes directly to you too. Or if you're feeling super flush, you can choose to give all of your commission away. You can download the app at www.kindred.co. Kindred, share what you love. Welcome to the Happy Vagina, where we shame bust thoughts and feelings around all things sex, gynecology, and female body judgment. We share honestly about our experiences, so you can do the same, leading to better health, better sex, and better lives. I'm Mika Simmons, I'm at the Albright. And today on The Happy Vagina, we have mother-daughter combo of trailblazers, Meg Matthews and Aeneas Gallagher. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to The Happy Vagina. So excited to have you here today. I feel really touched to have a mother and daughter on. I'm not going to get emotional. Not yet. (laughs) Probably later. Um, Aeneas, you are currently a student studying photography. I am. You are a writer and animal rights activist Mm -hmm. and the first face of my charity's Lady Garden campaign. Yes. More on that later. I mean, I owe you. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in debt to Aeneas Gallagher. And Meg, I would say your latest project, Meg's Menopause, which is a platform dedicated to breaking the stigma around the menopause, is your most defining moment as a woman. I definitely think so, yes. Great. We always start the Happy Vagina with a quiz. You probably don't need it, you two. I know you're very open, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay. And I thought that starting with a bit of rock and roll royalty seemed appropriate. Yep. Question one. Madonna once called her vagina her temple of learning. True or false? True. Is that gut instinct or you know that for a fact? No, that's gut instinct. It's something she'd say. Yeah. I think so, yeah, absolutely. She really changed the face of sex for women, I think, Madonna, don't don't you think? I mean, is it today, I think some of the stuff she did around her book, Sex, would Mm. not be in an alignment, but where we are, but it was really groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had that book in in our toilet downstairs. Yeah, you did. And I had it from a very young age, even from when Naeus was like one or two, so it was always there, it was always open to be seen. And yeah, she definitely did. She said... It's the place where all the most painful things have happened, but it has also given me indescribable pleasure. Of course. Yeah. Great, you got that one right. Yeah. Question two. Every woman is born with a hymen. False. Yeah, false. That is false. The thin membrane partially covering the entrance to the vagina is not guaranteed. Even if you were born with them, playing sports in your youth, using tampons or, you know, uh, a medical procedure that you might have had to have can mean it can break. So not having a hymen does not necessarily mean you haven't had sex before. I didn't know that. Until I, until I started the podcast, I, I didn't, didn't know. know. No, I thought everyone had a hymen. Um, yeah, no, I just knew that anyway. Question three, orgasms are good for you. Absolutely. 100%, <laughs> yes. I mean, Meg, this is one of the things that I find phenomenal about you from from what I understand um from talking to women you are one of the first women that's been talking about how important it is to continue having orgasms through your menopause absolutely yeah 
I think uh, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We know scientifically that having an orgasm, um, you know, when you reach an orgasm, every cell in your body, it comes alive. Mm. So, you know, it absolutely brings you, um, you know, they say that it, it gives you an, an extra kick uh, in your step and also scientifically proven that women who do orgasm more uh, get promoted more at work. No way. Yeah, that is, that is a, a good fact. statistic. Yeah. We're going to come back to it later, but I also uh, want to pick up with you about what happens for orgasms when you go into menopause because mm. I think that they start to get weaker. They're harder. Yeah, uh, mm. but we're going to come back to that. So yes, having regular sex and orgasms can actually help reduce stress and anxiety. The estrogen production, which increases oxytocin release, we all have a bit of oxytocin, oxytocin yeah. reduces the cortisol, your stress hormone, and so therefore you're a happier camper. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at and it as a question. No, I do agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we've always been very open in our house. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about orgasm um, or masturbating or anything from whatever age you know that you start Mm. so you know that guilt that people put on people about masturbating i think is is just awful because it's such a natural thing that Mm. women should do Mm. and women should enjoy Mm. so at home why should there be guilt around Mm. it because then it makes them growing up feeling guilty about it Mm. about feeling guilty about having sex the whole thing which is just supposed to be a natural thing becomes people embarrassed they feel guilt and a lot of my girlfriends that I speak to they do not they've never even had an orgasm mm. I know so many girls that actually have sex mm. but they don't actually have an orgasm mm. or do you would you say for your generation it's different do you think yeah. that, that the younger generation coming mm. through yeah I don't think I don't think that's the same for my generation at all I don't think or maybe just my particular friends but I've no never. I think that's right I think that the yeah. younger women would be like I am not giving my body to you unless yeah, no, 100%. I get to have the same yeah. end result, satisfaction, whatever you want to call it, 100%. as the man. I think men also feel quite guilty about uh, masturbation and orgasms. Interestingly, of course, I think it's, of course. it's I just think, sex in general, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's however much I love women and I love vaginas, I think we don't talk about men enough mm. and the guilt that they go through with sex or the pressure to have sex or to grow up faster. I think with girls even though we are um, stigmatised in growing up quickly in the way that our parents, not my parents, thankfully, don't want you to have sex and they want you to stay a little girl Mm. and everything. Boys have the opposite. They have an immense pressure to Mm. have sex Mm. and talk about porn Mm. and be manly. And for somebody who's not ready to do that, that's even, I think it's even slightly more traumatising, being forced into growing up rather than being oppressed yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's definitely a conversation open for... Well, it's a badge of honour as well to lose your virginity exactly. as a man. Exactly. I think that you're expected to. I mean, I was put under that sort oh, of pressure as a I young think girl. All, like, all, yeah. all of my male friends, 90% of my male friends lied about their virginity. Mm-hmm. Said they'd lost their virginity before they had. Mm. Told girls when they were sleeping with them that they weren't virgins when they were because they were embarrassed about the fact that they were a bit older and they were virgins. I mean, how can you possibly then go on to have a healthy... Like, if you're... If you're first experience of sex is based on a lie yeah because i think it imbibes into you in your psychology in your in your tissues in your body Mm -hmm. and you've set yourself a platform of shame and lying Mm -hmm. about something how can you then go on and have healthy sexual relationships yeah you know i mean at school you don't want to be the virgin so you so most girls lie about that they've lost their virginity but then also when you've lost the virginity then you are the slag yeah. so you go through that yeah. awful stage yeah. at school where you know you you sometimes lie because you want to sort of fit in and then all of a sudden you go oh i lost my virginity but you maybe haven't mm. and then all of a sudden you're stigma you're the slag of the class well, so I, it's an yeah. awful peer pressure growing up having you two come on i've obviously been thinking about my teenage years quite a lot of my mum who's not around anymore and I was thinking about at school I was labelled because I got quite a lot of male attention as a young teenager mm. um, and I, I think what happened was that some of the women around me or the young girls around me were jealous so they labelled me a slut mm-hmm. and then I felt that actually that was my calling but so I gave myself away earlier than perhaps I would have done because almost I felt like that was what was expected of me because I was put into that well, I camp th- well people tend to play the role that they're given yeah I mean it happens all the time at school when you're growing up if you're people give it's e- it is it's easier 
to accept what you've been given than fight against mm. a reputation, isn't it? If you've been told that... I mean, it's better for you to stand mm. up and say you're mm. not, obviously, mm. for your mental well-being. Mm. But, I mean, it's a lot easier just to be like, okay, fine, I'm not going to... I mean, it's terrifying being a child. Well, I think, yes. Yeah. And, and actually, you don't... You have not yet grown your own self-esteem. So if some... Mm-mm. So if once you've sussed out who you are and worked out how to have really good self-esteem as a human being then I think you can fight yeah. for yourself because you go, no, that's not who I am and how dare you. But before that, when for me, when I was young, my self-esteem was like, it was it was probably low, but if not, definitely meandering. Yeah. Like trying to like suss out how to do life. I've always had a really good self-esteem. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have indeed, yes. But that's because you've always been very good uh, verbally and you would always get your point across. Yes. Whatever you are it was. Amazing. Yeah, like so you were so with me, I was completely my teenagers were completely different to yours. Yeah, no. We're gonna come to that. Yeah. <laughs> You've got three questions right so far. Okay, Question four. Yes. Labia are all different shapes and sizes in women. True. This is very true. I had to put this question in because I've been getting texts on um social media people saying do you know the vagina is not like <laughs> I'm like yes I know but it's happy yes. <laughs> so the labia majora or the lip like tissue around mm. the opening of your vagina um, can be as little as one quarter inch or up to two inches wide and the colours can be different and the shapes and the sizes every single one is completely unique mm. we are all unicorns that's yeah. what I think mm-hmm. question five yes your vagina is a black hole where things can get lost <laughs> <laughs> question up because we've had quite a lot of women who I just true. say that they think yeah. that they it, well it sort of it's true yeah. that true, they've lost yeah. their moon cup this is yeah, the whole thing saying. yeah yeah physically I've lost a tampax before it's it's it, it can be I mean it can't go past your cervix but I mean you it can cannot. definitely mm. lose something in there it is impossible to lose anything up there in fact my mum used to work as a nurse when I was young and one of the most common things that people would come in for into um, when she worked in A&E yeah was was getting things stuck up inside them and having yeah. an absolute yeah. panic attack mm-hmm. Um, I did have one girlfriend that got a tampon stuck up there. And yeah, hadn't I reali- did. Hadn't realised it, though, for, like, weeks afterwards. Yeah, I did as well. Um, I forgot that it was up there, and then about three weeks later... I mean, that's mental. I don't know how you didn't die. You know what I mean? But you Very have dangerous. This, but you have something about toxic. Yeah, yeah, I do. I went to have sex with my boyfriend, and he was like, mm, Meg, there is really <laughs> not a very good smell there at all. And I was like, what? And then I went, quick, get it out, get it out, get it out. So we got in a hot bath, and then he helped me get it out, yeah. So did he work out that it was there? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously he noticed that there was a smell, which is what happened. Which is what, you... and then But then I did he put, said... did he like put his hand up yes, and so like have a around? Yes, we got in a hot around? bath and I said to him, look, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. Can you do it for me? Yeah, so he did. Well, I can just, just to say that if you do get something stuck up your vagina. Go to a doctor. Well, go to a doctor second, but first of all, give a really good squat down on the floor. Yeah. Apparently is a suggestion because I think people are struggling with moon cups. We're all in favour of moon cups, but... um. Also, just to say around that, there's some fear around the fact that your vagina might stretch if you need to go up it. Vaginas do not stretch. They always go back to their shape. They cannot get bigger. It may be a bit of a black hole, but they're not that sort of a black hole. And as you reach the menopause, they shrink this way and that way. No way. They go really, really small. That's why we have such a problem. Horizontally and vertically, that was for people who can't see her. Oh, yes, my movements, yeah. So, basically, what happens is is that's why um, I'm like blown away by the smears after the age of 60, women stop going for smears because it gets too painful. So, they um, they don't go for smears, that's why the percentage of cervical different cancers, vaginal, vulva different cancers because it's so painful. It actually shrinks this way, yeah, horizontal oh, and we... vertically and the lining goes paper thin as well. Jesus. So basically it rips when you're having sex. So women did not know that that's <laughs> what happens to their vaginas, yeah. You've got all five right. I've given you a bonus question because right. both of you are amazing animal campaign activists yes um you do a lot of work with peter both of you yes and i really admire that and so therefore you have a bonus question okay about animals when i thought about writing a vagina animal question for you Mm -hmm. and so i had to google it obviously oh my lord is there some like really (laughs) interesting stuff out there imagine anyway this is it duck vaginas Mm -hmm. ducks 
obsessed with ducks. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yes. I've been begging my boyfriend to buy me some ducks. Oh, there's no point in asking this question. I might as well just chuck it away. I I mean, I might not know about duck vaginas. Duck vaginas are Mm -hmm. long and twisting. They're lined with dead-end pockets and they spiral in the opposite direction to the mouth to the male's penis. Wow. That's so difficult. They're poured up. I know. I mean, we've got a black hole, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they would amaze. Well, okay, so this is a true or false question. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, this. go on. It's so difficult to get through the quiz. I love it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So basically, duck sex can be fiercely competitive. Did you know that? No. Duck sex can be fiercely competitive, and several males will often try and force themselves onto a female. Oh, no. Yes, I've seen videos. They have to have quite extreme penises to help them deposit sperm as far inside the duck as possible. Yeah, I saw this video online on one of my duck forums. (laughs) I was Googling ducks of this little... um, duck getting like gang raped by all these mallards like five of them on her and like this guy the like the guy who owned the duck literally had to save her and they were like attacking him because she was she was literally crushed under all these ducks who were trying to have sex with her okay so in 2009 duck penises took the internet by storm Mm. when people learned that while most birds lack penises at all male ducks have huge corkscrew shaped ones wow during sex they extrude these into the females at high speed (laughs) but during the time of the research, one important part of the original study was lost and people forgot the story of the duck penises is really the story of duck vaginas. Because the reason the penis is like that is to try and get the, the, the women. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Mm. Anyway, I thought that was fascinating. You've got five out of five. Uh, okay. And a bonus, six. There we go. And I, I've got to tell you that you are the first people that have come on the Happy Vagina and got all the questions right. Which means that we need to get through the next ones and then move on to talking about why you two are so open. Okay, five quick fire personal questions. Question one, brief or G-string? An S. Brief. G-string. Why? I I don't actually even wear knickers, so I don't know why I'm saying that. We both don't wear knickers, so I don't know. Don't you? No, I do. But I not all the time. It's not like it's not it's necessary. Really interesting this because no. I had a period in my life when I did loads of yoga and I was really off knickers. And then somebody was like, "You do know that yoga pants are see through, don't you?" Do you know I don't I do know? yoga, so no. I mean, I, I don't mind, wear. Mine's not for comfort. Mine's because I'm lazy. Right. I'm. I just will like roll over in the morning and my jeans will be on the floor and before a lecture I'll just put my jeans on mm. and go out the door. Mm. I'm, I'm not like searching around for like a pair of underwear to put on. I'm just mm. like clothes on out. Yeah. I made this because I don't wear a bra, so I'm just like, what's the point of just don't wear a bra, don't wear knickers. Because. But if I am brief or g-string, I don't like g-strings. I no, don't like thongs, agree. but I don't like g-strings. Mm. Question two: Brazilian or bush? Bush. Bush. Okay. Both. Mm-hmm. Ah. I don't think you are. Generational no, continuity. You are. No, are you you're s- not. Don't even. You're. You're definitely not. I am you, now. <laughs> what? No, because you like. No. I used to have all off, but now because I've done laser removal hair, I didn't want to take you it all off. You still do Brazilians. I know. I know you do. I see you with your. Okay. I see you with your hair removal things. Anes. Yeah. All of your generation went into the bush, it would seem. My first three podcasts, I was, like, feeling ashamed of wanting a Brazilian. I'm a Brazilian. No, You've yeah, been you... a Brazilian. Yeah, bush. My, um, I think, do you know what it is? It's, um, there is actually a, a, a shame thing around it, I think. Yes. Yeah. It's like, if you... why, why are you taking your yes. public care off? Yes, What's the, the first point? three episodes I recorded, all of them were like, and I just sort of went home thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. Why, yeah. why am I Why am I lying down with my legs in the air and letting someone like strip my skin? I've yeah. never had a wax. Haven't you? Ever in my life. I just have always had, really, had a bush. Mm. My boyfriend actually said to me, we were speaking about it yesterday. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm going to embarrass him so much now. He was like, <laughs> he was like, we were talking about pubic hair and bushes and he was like, yeah, but like, because I, I, my thing was, I was trying to say, do, do you guess what pubic hair people have before you sleep with them because you know sometimes you like envision someone in your head mm. and then you like take their clothes off and mm. you're like oh yeah that's exactly what I thought yeah and I was like you know did you think I was gonna I was gonna have a bush and he was like definitely did and I was like yeah okay. well I definitely oh. was and he loves it yeah well I mean he wouldn't be allowed not to <laughs> <laughs> I love it 
<laughs> and Meg, you've, you've had laser, so now you've, you've got... Yeah, so what I'm saying is, yes, I do have Brazilian, but what I was saying was when I went to go and have the laser hair mm-hmm. removal, I didn't want them to remove everything. Oh, good. So in years to come... When it came back in fashion. I would be able to have a bush. So what I mean is I still do yeah. wax, but with the oh. laser hair, mm. I've done so I have got a triangle mm. there because I didn't want... She said oh, I don't want it all bikini. Up. So, yeah, it's difficult so it's in the summer. Like, I do think unless I you want to wear a high-waisted... I mean, regardless of how kind of, like, oh, no, no, relaxed no, I am. No, no, no. I, like, trim my bush. Oh, you trim it. Grooming. Yeah, uh, yeah, Grooming yeah, the I do not let it just all grow. But I'm blonde, so I do feel like I've got, like, very fair hair. You are fair. Okay, question <laughs> three. Tampon or moon cup? No. Tampon. Tampon. Are you using organic tampons or are you just going you with the normal? I'm going to show you what I have. I bought it. Okay, show, cool. Show everyone what I just recently got because I'm into my, let's say, plastic. Yeah. I bought a reusable. Oh, I know. The um, reusable applicator. Applicator. Yeah, this. great. Yeah, which is amazing. I've and then these really are biodegradable good. tampons that are organic. So, what's the brand? The bio- Dame. Dame. Okay, yeah, I know They're, about them. They're yeah. great. And this is. So what does, how does this work? So this is a case take it out you do this and then you put a tampon in there for everybody it's uh, like a tube <laughs> green tube we'll put, we'll and put then a picture up as well green stick and then you put the tampon in here and then and it's just the, you push it and then it's push like it, a and and does does that because i find i'm really specific but so i do use tampons mm. still even though i know that the bleach is not good for us and all this but there's a particular i find the paper I hate applicator. That's uh, the only one that works for me. Really? Whenever I use a plastic one, for yeah. whatever reason, the tampon is like in a weird position, and then I have to get my hand up and sort it out, and it will slip. The paper oh. ones, and oh, I don't wow. know if it's because I started using them as a teenager, so yeah. it was my first ones. But do you find that this is as effective as me. a tampon that has come with its applicator? Yeah, but I'm not fussy. Like I would use Lilla, anything. I would use it. Right. My, I would do it myself. So I would have, use an applicator. Right. As long as it's not the applicator, it's the size. I can't use anything that's bigger. But I can't. It has right. to be not even regular. I have to have, have light throughout my whole period. So, but to me, I was like, I'm never gonna. I don't really want to use a menstrual cup, purely because I don't think that I menstruate enough. Mm. for it to like feel comfortable mm. so I was like I'm going to carry on using tampons I've always hated pads mm. I just I, I despise them and your periods are quite light so. yes mm. so but there, then I you know I didn't want to use all the plastic all the time because it's mm. such a waste I'm I thinking, think that's amazing think about how many tampons I use during my period mm. which is just throwing away plastic so I was like oh, I need to mm. get it so I got that brilliant it was great mm. Meg your periods have stopped or you, yeah my yeah. stopped yeah six years ago yeah and, and but when you, I mean, we didn't have much choice to when we were younger. It was like used tampons. Yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah, they were just. No, there still was quite a lot of choice. It wasn't that long ago. We had plastic uh, applicators. We didn't have moon cups applicators. though. No, we didn't have moon cups. You no, all the pants. pants. Ta- all the lets. Yeah. I want to try the pants. The pants. Yeah, the period, pants. period, the period pants. pants. Yeah, Bryony Gordon's been using them. She says they're amazing. Do you just wash them out after? Yeah. 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 That's like quite reverting back to the like 40s or yeah. something. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I remember it? my yeah. mum coming to see me. My mum used to use a sponge when I was little. And I remember being at university and um, yeah, she left it in the sink. And I remember being... Mortified. Mortified. Yeah. Because yeah. in any sex shops you get the sponges because the um, girls that are doing strip teasers, they don't use tampons, they use a sponge. Why? Because when they're up the pole dancing and everything and they're on their periods, they don't want a string hanging out. So you can buy these sponges in no sex shops, yeah. No way. Mm. I don't think that's why my mum was using yeah, it. Yeah, I just want to... Just, no, no, to everyone listening. <laughs> mum up in heaven or wherever you are. <laughs> just yeah. make it very clear, mum was a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Not a stripper. <laughs> okay. Clitoral or G-spot? For what? Orgasms. For orgasms. orgasms. Mine's clitoral. Or, I mean, there's G-spot. loads of ways. G-spot. You like the G-spot. Mm. I recently found out from doing this podcast that the G-spot and the clitoris is actually the same, the same thing. thing. I, no, I researched that the other day as well. I mean... Yeah, it is the same thing, isn't it? It's a band uh, that wraps around your vagina. Um, it's like it comes out, I watched, and then it's like a two, isn't it? And then it comes and it comes around, so it's part of the same nervous system. So the nerves at the back of 
the, the clitoris. So if you mm. imagine your clitoris, which is like a penis that expands yeah. when it gets um, aroused, and then the nerves come back into the wall of the vagina, mm. and that's where your G-spot is. Mm. It's I mean, the same thing. I didn't know. I had absolutely no idea that not all women could have orgasms through penetrative sex. I had no idea about that. I think it may not be that they can't. I think it changes. I do. I think that... Um, as you get older, it's easier to have a G-spot orgasm, for example. Mm. And I think what happens is some women give up. So yeah. they think, that's not for me. I can't do that. Mm. And then when they get to the age that their hormones and their sexual reproductive organs are changing, they don't have another go because mm. they just kind of rule it out. Mm-hmm. So they just think, yeah, well, they use a bullet and just put it on your clitoris and yeah. that would be easier to come. It is also a very different orgasm the clitoral orgasm to the g-spot so i've had both and the clitoral orgasm oh. is definitely i would suggest that it's more like a male orgasm where it's a, a, a major high yeah major and then high. Yeah, like, yeah. and you get the kind of you know the, the serious yeah. release of oxytocin cancelling out the uh-huh. and i think a g-spot is a um a, a much it's more like a train yeah it's and it easy kind of, to come <laughs> and it doesn't take very long but g-spot for me is it well for me when it is G-spot? No, no. Clitoral is, yeah. Much easier. It can come much in a Much easier, few you seconds, can control. Yeah. I definitely can't. My clitorals take ages as well. But uh. but I think with the G-spot, when you have a G-spot orgasm, so so with the clitoral orgasm, often I don't really want to have sex again afterwards. But with the G-spot orgasm, I can almost have an orgasm and then want to continue. So it's a very yeah. different yeah. experience. It's I think almost it's like also, you don't... I've noticed with G-spot orgasms, it gets easy if you're having multiple orgasms mm. in a row. Mm if you're having sex it gets easier and easier every single orgasm mm. Mm. I mean I'm probably the opposite for most people most people are like it probably gets harder every time mm. but for me if I'm having three orgasms in like what 10 minutes when mm. I'm having sex mm. 15 minutes mm. it's like every single time it comes quicker but I don't know if that's but because you- my body's more in tune I'm more yeah. aware I've come once so therefore my body's waiting for it again so but if you have mine. a clitoral orgasm can mm. you then also have another clitoral orgasm because i can't that's it it's game over for me yeah i can can you mm. depends what depends. how it was it's different. De- no it depends how it was used if it was used with a i don't really like vibrators that much i i would hate to use them during sex but if i had one with like a bullet i don't think i could have one again afterwards but if it was like right somebody right went down on me right and then fingered me yes that's probably true. if it was different um what's it, different sensations yeah, yeah not the same sensation yeah i'd say i i can relate to that actually that sounds true to me but i'm gonna go and explore a bit more <laughs> <laughs> being educated by this i love it <laughs> okay this is your last question and it is vibrator or vegetable We've already gone there. We've already moved on. <laughs> Meg's giving me a um, vibrator, not vegetable. You're a big fan of that vibrator, aren't you? And I think you've been well, really it, encouraging women yeah, getting be- to menopause. I think so because, you know, women, as as, as they get older, um, we now know that um, to reach an orgasm is harder. Yes. So it's going to be a lot easier to use a bullet or something that's vibrating than to masturbate with your hand. Yeah. So if it means telling women to go and, and buy a vibrator and explore yourself and, you know, and, you know, look in the mirror at yourself and read to get to know yourself, then do it. Mm. Because, you know, just because you've hit the menopause and you could be 48, 49, 50... Mm. Um, your body will automatically, it just decides that an orgasm is harder. The sensation goes, yeah, doesn't it? It's it does like indeed, the, the yeah. The actual feeling, you somehow other, it must be to do with the nerves. But It's um, just to do because the blood stops flowing so much to your vulva. Unnecess- I feel like your body probably, is it just because it's unnecessary? You yeah, because anymore. we're thinking back to... Biological. Yeah, so if you're, you're in a village... Um, we would be the wise women of the village. We would not be fornicating with all the young warriors, would we? Because it would upset the whole. Well, so no. basically, we're as we reach certain age, we would be looking after the children. We would be probably telling but even the stories. A, I feel like, I mean, even apart from that, yeah, in the sort of your body is now focusing on using its energy and its blood supply and its, um, yeah, well, it's you know all of its oomph to keep your kidneys alive mm. and to keep yeah, true. your eyesight good oh, and to keep your hair, you know, because you're getting brittle bones right. because you're getting older. So it's like, not you necessary. don't need a fucking orgasm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. No, no, oh, yeah, we're into swearing oh, on that. You don't need an <laughs> orgasm, mate. You need to keep your kidneys alive. Yeah. So I think it's probably, it comes from a place of like, 
prioritizing where it needs to send all of its you know all yeah. of its energy because yeah. when you're of my age which is the you know you know in society the wrong age to have a baby but biologically the perfect time yes. to have a baby in yes. your early if 20s not earlier. exactly yeah um it's sending everything down there because it's like come on yeah you need to have a baby now yeah. Because your body is, you know, really needy. We need to reproduce. Yeah. And then as you get older and older, it's like, well, it's less important. It's more important to just keep everything else flowing. It's funny, isn't it? Because yeah. it would sort of suggest that really the orgasm is not for pleasure. In fact, I recently discovered well, that... Well, I, I that... was reading something the other day. I'm obsessed with history. And I was uh, reading this book about the Tudors. And uh, back in medieval England and in the Tudor time, I was reading a medical book then, from then, they believed that you could not get pregnant unless the woman reached an orgasm. That's right. That's mm. what I was just thinking. And then, and which yeah. I think actually probably would work in our favour, because it would have yes, meant more exactly. orgasms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and they then, thought, it wasn't just about orgasm, it was about ejaculation. So I think it was that they thought you actually had to ejaculate in the same way as a man had to ejaculate the right. sperm in order to get pregnant, which right. I think that would have been really hard work. Yeah, because when because you do not many women orgasm, can do that. you can feel the muscles do that after. Yes, yes. They, you can yes. feel them doing that, can't yes. you? Yes. That's yeah. tensing, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Meg's tensing her, her hands. hands. Yes. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're doing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it does. You can feel them after doing tensing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, brilliant. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want yeah. to um, talk a little bit about, Anais, when I first met you, mm-hmm. you were 15. Yes. Um... And we invited you to be the face of our campaign for the Lady Garden Foundation. Yes. And you were amazing. And this is, you know, five years ago. And I'd created this um, tagline for the Lady Garden campaign, which was, what do you call yours? I thought it was brilliant. And it was, I mean, I think at the time it was brilliant, but how times have changed. Fantastic. We've now got the Happy Vagina podcast. But you came on set and I was pottering around asking all of our faces like what yes. do you call yours and I was like Aeneas so we did a little bit of a QA and a and talked about things and then I was like and what do you call yours and you were like oh, vagina <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and to yeah. say that you were ahead of the curve <laughs> yeah no foo-foo there was there no yeah. it's a vagina yeah and I just thought and I did fall in love with you a bit in that moment <laughs> but I um but really what I what I want to know about is mm-hmm. How did you raise this woman to, like, put me in my place, Meg, and say, <laughs> vagina? <laughs> Inez has always been a very independent woman and always asked a lot of questions and always had her own opinion and just was always... Are you saying this is not your doing? Well, no, I, somebody had this conversation with me the other day and they said, can you remember your mum having a sex or masturbation talk with you? Honestly, the answer is I don't think you ever had. I just think there was such an energy in our house that it was just ingrained in me. But rather than... You didn't ever sat me down and said, by the way, this is what happens, this is sex. Yeah. I just knew. It was just like we... We're very open. We were just around it naked. Was from, it but was so from, did we in my family It was home. from conversation. I guess I would be in my bedroom playing with my dolls and you would be with your friends talking about, hey, did you have an no, orgasm with your husband last night? And I would just constantly hear I it. Just, in oh, I we had you one talked. conversation. I remember you did come in because I was talking to two girlfriends and they were both saying that they had... They did not have. 
they'd never had an orgasm. But and I'd I said, already How old were you? I'd, I'd already orgasmed so, by that point. So yeah. did you get into the conversation? Yeah, Nays came in. I remember coming in. that her friends, friends had walked in and went, what I must have been mean? about 13, 14. And saying, what do you mean? You don't have an orgasm. And they were like, no, we don't. We don't masturbate. I was like, what? And they don't have an orgasm in sex either. They know. And they didn't have a, and they didn't masturbate either. So I was like, come on, girls. You really need to get to know yourself. You have to. Yeah. You know, you have to, you know, when did you last look in the mirror? And they were like, we never do. Yeah. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you need, to, you know, you're, this is a huge part of your pleasure and you, and you need to be in touch with yourself. Were they able to share with you why they, do you remember the, did, yeah, did you they have... Yeah, they just hadn't ever... Felt comfortable. Comfortable, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So they'd never masturbated, which I couldn't get my head around because I knew that I'd masturbated from a very early age. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I did How something you? about 10. Right. So, you know, and I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that I enjoyed it. But Meg, is this correct that you were raised in a Quaker family? I've no, 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 no. Is that I was, Quaker school? I went to Quaker a Quaker school. school. It, was okay. a, it was a Quaker school, but when you say Quaker school, Guy Ritchie went there. Uh, lots of very famous people went there. It was just a Quaker school. It was by next to Soho Farmhouse. It was a very it school to go to. And being a Quaker school, does that mean no, you say it's more open or...? It was just a Quaker school. All we did was had to go to a meeting house on a Sunday where you basically. But did they? Well, I want to know. Did they talk about sex at school? Yeah, yeah did that's everything. what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, of course. There was. So what no... was your sex education like? Sex education was just normal sex education. I mean, it was. What does that mean? It means you did it in biology, right? Oh, I mean, you did it, was, it in biology. Yeah, we just did it in biology. Did they? Oh, wow. And did they take the young boys out of the class for period talk? No. Right. They stayed in. They stayed but you did in. it in a more different. biological Yeah. But that's way. different. But don't forget, when being at boarding school, we had that talk. We were in a girl's house. We, were, right. we weren't in mixed boarding houses. Right, we course. were in penthouse. So right. all we were all given that talk from right. the age of 11, right. 12. We were all sat down in the common room, all the girls right. together. And then the, you were told that if you came on your periods, there were sanitary towels. There was a prefect on duty. You went to that person. And how old were you when you got your period? I got my period when I was uh, 14. And do you remember? Yeah, I remember it very well, but I will not be telling the story. You know the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, come oh. on. Ness. I can't. Can I tell it? Can I? No, don't tell no, it. No, no, I can't tell it. She was with a guy when she I was with, I, Yes, I was. I came were on you? my period. When she was being fingered, fingered. by someone. Were you? Yes. But don't, you don't need to go into any right, yeah. You'll mortify me. I, it was, yeah. It was, no, was it was... It? Well, it was Can I right. ask you why it makes you feel shy in it? Oh, no, 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 no. Not because she got, came on her period when she got fingered. That's oh. not what mortified it me. It was very cruel. It was a very, bully. very carry, they, wasn't they, it? They, they were they, very mean me to her too. afterwards, and I don't want to talk about her being... Them yeah, they were very, very mean to me. Because the whole school got to know about it, of course. School, it's awful, yeah, it? and it said Fred deflowed Meg. In, someone wrote in red chalk across a big white wall, you know, but they hadn't deflowed, you know. But this was something so when you go back to being that age, it could very, very, you know, mentally torture someone. But I guess it probably turned you in the opposite direction, you were just like, you I know, yeah, but it was that's what happened. So the first time that it happens to you, that's not, you know, the whole school to know. Mm. they're your formative years mm. and then that's your your baseline to start a sexual relationship from but did you go home because this is mothers and daughters did yeah. you go home and tell your mum no. what had happened I, no because I was at boarding school did you tell did you ring her and say I've started my period no no I would never have told her that no so Why? me and my best friend and Tabis never I mean Fred Headley if you're out there was still my boyfriend throughout <laughs> it <laughs> I mean, when he said to me, he sort of went, um, Meg, I think you should go down to the house and get changed because we used to call it civvy clothes. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean you don't like what I'm wearing? (laughs) And then I turned around and I saw he had blood in his hand. So I raced back to the boarding house. This is where it gets even worse. So um, what happens is, is that the prefects in the house, they um, didn't want anyone to use sanitary towels. So they were all said, no, you have to use the let. So they were all in the toilets with me all looking over, everyone was in there going, use a lalette, 
you should let you i mean this is what goes on in boarding schools so my, then i pretended to my put my period boarding school experience is totally different so i put this sort of this lilette or tambex about that far in and you know how painful it is as you sort of walk in because you don't even put it in but you know this was like you know you had different houses and they were like we don't like girls that use sanitary towels you know this is just all what goes on when you yeah, go to these boarding schools and i remember going and then as i walked up um and then in red letters it said I had to walk into the to the school dining room with Fred DeFloid Meg. I mean, a lot of people do know the story, so it's not like it's never been heard. It's what I, I told this story on my so most... Painful. I mean, in front of my mum and dad, we had to do on my 21st birthday, we all had to tell our most embarrassing stories. So we were all at um, my <laughs> lunch. idea was that? <laughs> and then, of course, the whole... Everyone who was at my boarding school was like, you've got to tell it, even though Stan and Chris are there. You've got to tell it, mate, because, come on, it has to be. But everyone was there. So, I mean, I went through it, but because I went through through it everybody was with me going through it and they're still my friends to this day but so Ned, what what was your I think I'm so curious about how you became the woman that you are and of course you know there's many life experiences but what was your relationship with your mum like like why would you say you would never have rung her to tell her or was it because you're at boarding school and I somehow say I was getting fingered at like <laughs> 14 what no. was I doing at the bottom of the school field getting fingered no. more, was more to no, the no, point no, she, she meant, would you have I on? told her that I'd started my period right. I rang her to tell her that but right. I never told her that story <laughs> the, the, the shaming that happened no, around because, it until your you 21st know, birthday <laughs> you know to my 21st birthday yeah yep. at 15 I of course I told her that I'd come on my period you know, I'm sure that any parent would want not want them to know that. <laughs> no, no, I get that. You know what well, I mean? So maybe. I did. I mean, well, I think... no, we are talking like a long time ago. Yeah. You know, I it am 53 different. now. It was, you know. And when you told your mum that you yeah. started your period, do you remember what her response was? Was it was it not a big deal? Or... No, it wasn't a big deal. Right. But also, I never, also, I never had a period pain. Um, same. Same as an AS. I never had a period pain. I was never one. I never had a day off school. Um, games. Because I, you know, was always had a period. I was always that's what I mean. Giving birth was really easy for robust. me, and then I got mm -hmm. gripped with the worst menopause. So everybody, if you're out there thinking you've got away <laughs> with it, uh, having no period pains, having um, giving birth in an hour and fifteen minutes, and then the menopause hit me like you don't know what. And and yeah. there's, mm. do you remember first telling Meg about when you got your? So you were at, you were at a mixed school, but in London you stayed at home. You weren't no, boarding. I was at boarding. You were at boarding, and it was mixed. Yes. And how old she were you? Went to periods. I was fourteen, thirteen. I was actually I was younger than my mum. I was thirteen. And for you, just because of how open you were at home already, mm. were you? Was it? I mean. Yeah, I, I didn't even bother. To, I, I don't even think you rang me. No. I don't even you. think. Yeah, no. you text me. Yeah, and I said by the way, I've started my period. Yeah, you text me. I remember. Yeah, I told my. I was nervous. That I was really. I didn't want to tell my housemistress because I knew they were going to make such a big deal out of it. <laughs> They were going to be like, oh, you're a woman. And I was like, I, I, we're not that family. You know, we're just like a get on with it. it every vagina's a life. Like, let's just, yeah. you know, I always knew I was going to get my period. Yeah. I was like. And you just mentioned that um, that, that uh, sanitary wear was free at your school. Yeah, I mean, I it was don't a know if it was. School, it was so. a private school. Um, I know that they are free now. I mean, the work that those girls no, do I remember having protests is amazing, isn't it? Free, yeah, no, because that's. They had basic, and I mean basic <laughs> as fuck, sanitary products yeah. at my boarding school that were yeah. free. I would, we would bring our own if right. we wanted like nice ones. Right. But they had a basic, you know, they gave them to you. Right. Yeah. And, and do you? Think I remember the same tampon thing though with my school. I remember they'd run out of sanitary towels, and they were like, and I was like, I was thirteen. I didn't want to use tampons then. I didn't use tampons until I was about fifteen. And I said, no, I need, to, I need sanitary towels. And they were like, no you're going to use tampons. Why? We don't have sanitary That's towels. Weird, we run out of sanitary it? towels. And I was like, but there's a pharmacy literally down the road from our school. Can somebody go and get them? And they're like, no, use a tampon. I remember them chucking a tampon box at me. Yeah. From, from your very first day? No, it was Late about my, okay. my first, like probably my second month though. It wasn't right. my first, my first day they were nice. I think it's just that thing about these sort of but prefect girls. But the thing is, is but you know what? Do you know what? Horrible to say, I'm probably quite the same. Yeah, be like, don't you? Yeah, yeah, like I know it because I think we have it so had it so easy. As in you and Meg. Yeah, as in we have had it so easy with sex, with periods, yeah, with talking about our vaginas. I get quite annoyed, really. You know, it's, 
badly so when some of my friends are a bit more ignorant or right. a bit more emotional about it because right. we've just never had you're that. practical mm. we're so pragmatic when yeah. it comes to sex yeah. we're like you know we're women we want to have orgasms we have sex we love yeah. sex we get periods yeah you know you stop having periods you have babies yeah. it's just it is what it is enjoy it love it and then when some of my friends are like oh you know quite like meek about it yeah but i'm on my period i'm like you're on your period you're a woman yeah man up yeah well it's also what brings life into the world period so let's, exactly. let's keep it real do you think that um sanctuary should be free completely it is, yes. free in schools no but like do you think so at the I moment mean, we're fighting to get rid of the tax yeah, do you think tax. that it should be completely free yeah i mean i think it should i i mean because so many children don't go or, or no, teenagers no, if have time if we think about school. it logically yeah because that's what we have to do. Yeah. It, certain products should not be free and there should be a level of luxury items in terms of like if you want organic so-and-so tampons, obviously pay for them. Yeah. But you should be able to work into any walk into any sexual health clinic I agree. and have basic I agree. Um, sanitary products. I agree. I don't think we should say go into boots and every no. sanitary product should be free, but, yeah, yeah. but every I think they hospital be sexual health clinic yeah. should have accessible ones. And then yeah, because how many people you... would actually walk into the hospital and go and get the free? Well, don't you think it's a bit yeah. weird that we can get free condoms? Yes, yeah, so exactly you what should I say. be and able sex to, is yeah. not a ne- like sex is not necessary. Mm. Like I mean, you don't have to have sex every you know every month. No, you know if you're a guy, but you do have to have your period. You I know. Can't get away from that. I know. I mean, there's this whole debate around which my mum even. Uh, way back in the day was uh, fighting for there to be no tax on sanitary wear um, you know back back in the 80s and obviously we're making great strides but there was this thing about why does shaving foam not have tax on it so shaving equipment doesn't have tax on it because neither it's essential men's, neither do men's razors but yeah because it's essential to, to a man to go it. to work but 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 yeah. women's sanitary wear wear does but I think that the next step is just to get it free for everyone and get. I do think so because so many just, children. They did just pass a law in Parliament that it has to be free in every in school. schools. In schools, I, which, I think it should be free to for, it for everyone. everyone. Like yeah. condoms are, yeah. Um, Meg, you just mentioned um, that your menopause hit you mm, quite hard. Very hard, yeah. Aeneas, yeah. What was that like for you? Um, it was interesting. It was because you've just both been talking so much about how practical you are, and you've obviously got a great relationship. Exactly. So I would imagine I was a lot more practical. But but was it? I sat down. Was it before? So was there a moment before? Because Meg, you kind of what I saw you do is that it was happening to you, and I've just got to say, was it Red Magazine, the first column that you wrote? Yeah. Where I someone said Meg's writing a column about her menopause, and I looked at it and I was like, that not just a column about menopause that's groundbreaking because mm-hmm. actually you talked about it in a way that no one else was you were yeah. more open about it than anyone else so lots of women had done you know this is what happens in your menopause but it was somehow still being cloaked or framed in quite a way that that mm-hmm. that wasn't like it wasn't spilling open and yeah. you spilled open which was for me amazing but that for me was you getting ahead of your own menopause you're like right what what can i do to get control of this situation and mm-hmm. make it so that it's not flattened flatteningly was there a period before that where you almost didn't know it was hitting you yeah i didn't know that it was hitting me um so for three or four months i was going through this like awful um stage where i didn't leave the house i had terrible anxiety and Ace would get an uber um when she was doing um her GCSEs to uh, school. Then my partner that I was with them would go to work, and then I would just stay in the house all day. They would no have no idea that that I was overcome with fearful of life, foggy brain, hadn't slept, and this really awful anxiety. Because you can't really when you're when you're filled with anxiety, it's very hard to talk about it. Yeah. So then at at about four o'clock, I would set the alarm, and then I would sort of get up. I didn't really get dressed, did I? I would no. just sort of have my hair sort of back in a ponytail and then sort of making, you know, excuse like, let's have a, a, a takeaway and then I would go to bed early. But I didn't really talk about it Did as you such. know? I know this is going to sound like no, a No, I didn't stew. know. Did you know what was going on? No, because I'd had the marina coil at the time, so I didn't know that I wasn't having a period. 
Um, I didn't know that the uh, symptoms that I had were any part. I know that there's now 34 symptoms. I didn't know that the five symptoms that I had, I just thought it was, you don't have a period. Number yeah. one, I didn't know. Yeah. Hot and flushes. a hot flush. I never had a hot Swear. flush. Didn't you? No. So I basically was, um, didn't sleep at night. Like I said, I was, had really bad anxiety, fearful of life. Um, completely foggy brain couldn't think of so actually things that things. hit you psychologically but yeah in a very um negative dry way. mouth dry eye syndrome um so there were all these symptoms but they were nothing that i'd ever thought was the menopause that's what made me come out and go wow mm. you know um i didn't even know what the word perimenopause was mm. until i was in the menopause mm. And I had no idea that, you know... So do you think that you hadn't really had that much perimenopause then? No. Now I look back, I can see that I was probably perimenopause, probably at, probably around about the age of 43. Right. There, there comes now that I know what the symptoms were. Mm. And, and what were the symptoms? The symptoms will that you might have a few days, but you're feeling a bit off, mm. that you might feel a bit anxious, mm. that you might not have slept. Mm. Um, that you, you know, that you're off sex, mm. that you, you know, you have low libido. Mm. We just put this down to that's life mm. and life is stressful mm. and nobody really put these down to actually being perimenopause. We know that one in a hundred women between the ages of 40 and 45 will be perimenopausal. So mm. it, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't sort of out there. It wasn't in my psyche. I had no idea. Well, also, because as you've said, you had such a clean ride up until then. Yeah. Why would you, you know, I think if you've had... But no one had ever talked about perimenopause. Do I you went... think it should be in the school? Because... Uh, it is now. Is it in the school? We program? will be from this 2020. We have got it passed that it used to go in biology. It would go, it would have a no baby. No way. Yeah. It's now. Meg, I think, that's amazing. In September 2020, it will then be passed. Um, it will now go into in depth perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause as well. And is that from the work that you've been doing with menopause? No, that's more of a woman called um, Diane who does a thing called uh, Menopause Matters. Right. She got, I think, over a hundred thousand signatures. Took it to Parliament and got it passed last year. That's amazing. Yeah. I would like to ask you, Meg, um, if you were going to give a woman five things that she could do within her menopause to help her okay, manage number that one period. give up smoking if they're smoking right great okay thank you number two clean diet she give up smoking if, anyway everyone anyway, so smoke. 80s, occasionally so you can smoke occasionally Winnie has one a week apparently <laughs> um okay um a clean diet of course yeah Okay, and it's not that expensive. Sainsbury's do the most amazing organic mm. veg. Number three, I would say Couched 5K. Right. Really easy. Joe Wiley, it's an app. You download it. It's three runs a week. It's yeah. like very easy. After seven weeks, you'll be able to do 5K. Yeah. And uh, I thought I would never be able to run, and it was the best thing, and I really felt that I'd actually achieved something. Yeah. Any of um, these local government gyms yeah. that, that are around, like yeah. we have Swiss Cottage, which is my local one, yeah. they have classes there. The gym, I think, is something like, I don't know, it's something like £3.50 a month. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So you or outside. Just get out. Or just go outside. Lift, we all know baby, that baby going for a walk is great. Yeah. Um, and that's your five things. What, and what about the, um, so so just coming back to, so those are kind of things that you can do for your own mental well-being and, and everything well-being. on the Meg's Menopause site is all done through the NHS. I don't do anything private. And in terms of the Easter Gel, which is soon going to be available on the NHS. It's it available on the like, NHS now. It is. Would, would you, if you went to the, do you think that the doctors in this country are quite good at making sure that if you go as a woman, so NHS doctors, mm -hmm. if you go and start talking about the symptoms, do you think they're taking it seriously enough? No. Um, so no. what? <laughs> and is going for. <laughs> no. So what I say is I have a. Um, it says um, navigate the NHS. Right. So it's not their fault. You've got eight minutes with a doctor. I was given antidepressants for two years yeah. instead of giving the right hormones. Yeah. So when I have navigate the NHS. Yes, um, go in there with um, a lot of knowledge. So basically, have something that you can download and you can tick your symptoms. Yeah. Number two, when you're going in there, ask if there is a menopause specialist okay, or cool. someone. Great suggestion. So not your doctor, but there might be someone who is another doctor or a GP that knows more. Amazing. We know that we have 28 medical schools in the UK, um, and we know that they are 
the curriculum they've only spent three hours on the menopause and that is old information so it's best fight to go it. in there. You do need there. to fight for it then, Yeah, basically. so go in there reading this piece on megsmenopause.com, which will you can download. Mm. It will tell you, you know, even if there's a doctor and you don't get on with your doctor, and sometimes it's like when you go and get your hair cut, you, mm. you know when you're there, you just can't say no, you know, they're cutting your fringe shorter I mean, I'm totally codependent with my hairdresser. Yeah, so <laughs> we are with our doctors. We're too scared to say. I know. So if you come out, then you can also, there's a letter that you can actually print off and actually hand in. If That's you're, amazing. If you're feeling like that you you know that you're not the sort of person like me or Anais or yeah. you that would stand up for ourselves a lot sure of women me. are feeling so when I went in I mean I just but kept bursting into tears for two years so I didn't know what was going yeah. on I thought the they colorful give you 90s, by any chance. they did for two years mm. okay yeah amazing I mean I think that's phenomenal and I'm devastated because we're running out of time Anais if you were going to give a young woman five tips mm. about how to be at peace with their uh, changing body yeah what would they be talk to your friends because often everybody's going through the same thing and they don't it takes you got to be the be- bigger person to mention it first whatever's yeah. on your mind but yeah. once you often once you start talking everybody else can't stop that's so true isn't it once it you takes, tell someone something the floodgates open and everyone feels much better about themselves yeah but it does take a lot of courage to be that first person mm. to say oh this happened to me does anybody else have that Mm. um second would be it's easier said than done but to not shame and guilt is um other people not shaming guilt other people or just not well no not to feel it yourself but it's a really interesting emotion because we're the only of like the higher um mammals that feel shame and guilt we know no other animals on the planet feel shame and guilt they've they feel fear and they feel pain and they feel love, but they don't fear, um, feel shame and guilt. Mm. It's only humans that feel it. Wow. Um, and it's so, you know, me sitting here saying, you know, don't feel shame and guilt. But mm. the number one thing to make your life easier and is just to, to not be so hard on yourself because this is point number three i think don't be hard on yourself that needs a point to itself yeah yeah so don't shame and guilt other people because or yourself or yourself but then number three is when you're easier on yourself it's easier for other people to be easier on yourself Mm. i know that probably doesn't make sense but if you're looking in the mirror and you don't like what you see Mm. somebody makes a tiny comment about you Mm. and you really take it to heart Mm. but Mm. if you love yourself Mm. and you love who you are Mm. and you know what you're doing is right Mm. then somebody and anybody can say anything to you and you've got this shield around you that repels Mm. it and i think that's my number one advice is i wake up in the morning and i love who i am i mean don't get me wrong i have days when I'm like, oh God, I hate my hair and yeah. I've got a spot and I'm so well, stupid human. and, you know, I've got a B and, you know, uni yeah. and I wanted an A. But, yeah. you know, if you if I wake up every morning and I love myself, I love who I am, not how I only how I look, but I love my opinions mm. and I love that I help other mm. people, then anybody in the world can say anything to me. And you can just... And, and you can help uh, Which is can, what we were saying at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. That's really good high self-esteem that you can go, actually, no, fuck off this is my choice is the right choice for me Mm. if someone wakes up in the morning and they feel a deep uh, rooted anxiety or shame or self-hatred what would you suggest that you um you do yeah what what do you do i get really bad anxiety so Mm. and i don't know same as my mom i don't know where it comes from we don't have anything that we get anxious about um talk to people talk to people talk it. People. my main thing which is very different to my mom or to other people is i like to feel that what i'm feeling is insignificant if that makes sense i want somebody to be like look you're being stupid you need someone to say to slap me around my face exactly because yeah. i'm like oh my god my life is turning to shit <laughs> yeah. and i don't know what to compare do. and despair and i need yeah. people to be like you're so lucky yeah, yeah. you've got a great life yeah. you're beautiful yeah. you're smart yeah get over yourself yeah. and you're I'm like yeah you know what you're right yeah i should get over myself yeah i think when you sit in it yeah and you pity yourself yeah. that's an issue also other thing my my top five comments is this is the if you're one. a you know if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're having sex um don't be afraid please please don't be afraid to talk to your partner and tell them off or tell them what you want or say no i don't like that or i do like that or i want this because 90 percent of the time men will say that to you 
they need to be told as 100%. well. Oh, it's like having two goddesses <laughs> on the Happy Vagina podcast. Last question. If yep. your vagina could talk today, what would it say to you? Please get laid today, Meg. <laughs> ah, me too. High five, Meg. <laughs> We're interviewing. Um, what would my vagina say to me? Um, my vagina the opposite. Stop would be saying, it. Yeah, I would say give it a rest. <laughs> amazing this has been the happy vagina at all right with meg matthews and anaeus gallagher thank you so thank much. you for having us thanks for listening everyone i hope you found the episode enlightening and empowering and a mega thank you to our sponsors today kindred kindred has the capacity to make a huge difference in the way we give as every transaction made will benefit a charity of your choice so get downloading at www.kindred.co. That's www.kindred.co. Kindred, share what you love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.